I, I didn't get prepped on any of this. It's okay. You okay. don't need to be prepped. Great. Welcome to Knocked Up After the Shot. I am Justin, and David is finally with us. He oh. lives. He's busy, but he lives. He um, came into town. He flew. Say hi. <laughs> he lived eight minutes from me, and he flew into town. Oh, today we're actually going to drink, unlike the last couple that we've done, uh, Smoke Wagon Small Batch Straight Bourbon Whiskey from Las Vegas. Oh, from Vegas. Las Vegas. Uh, he, he distills in Las Vegas. So, Actually, I saw, I'm sorry. I should say he um, finishes in Las Vegas. So this is MGP. He finishes in Las Vegas? <laughs> Most people do. <laughs> uh, yeah, this what happens is sourced. in Vegas stays in Vegas. Mm -hmm. This is sourced bourbon. And then he does his thing. So, I just is... pour my drink and not have the logo of the glass. Sorry, well... My glass is a little... Yeah, you're good. You're good. You're good. Um, so, yeah. He has cool bottles. They're really cool bottles. Yeah, it is pretty sick. Um, but he does a lot of different things. I haven't gotten any of the... 100 proof. Yeah. I haven't gotten any of the rare, rare stuff. But his small batch is very popular. What's it... What's it doing? Tastes good. <laughs> it's Friday, so anything it's... tastes good to David. <laughs> I don't discriminate on any day of the week, anything tasting good. You know, I really don't get a whole lot on the God, nose. It's so hot. You think? Yes. I think that Larson's hotter than this. I think it's good. I don't have a problem with it, but I think it's hot. Well, it's a good thing we're not drinking the uncut then. Yeah, I'm a little girl when it comes to that. I can't handle that. Think, it's um, good. Don't get me wrong. I don't know what I'm tasting, though. So... I get a lot of vanilla. I do taste a lot of vanilla. I but it's not sweet that. vanilla, like TX. No, it's I just can't stand that stuff. Subtle, like a subtle vanilla. Not a whole lot of oak, but on the nose, I don't. I don't get much other than just yeah. regular alcohol smell. Yeah, that's all I get. I get my smell back pretty much. Oh yeah, it's back. Well, I mean, here and there, but I can smell it now. But yeah, it's vanilla. -y. So I don't got to worry about getting sprayed by a skunk because you'll be able to smell it. I'll let you know. Boy. Yeah, it's a lot of vanilla. It's good though. Yeah. It's I don't have no problem with it. It's a little pricey. I don't remember what we paid for this. You probably bought it. Well, I, I say that. The small batch isn't that pricey. It's usually 35, 40 bucks. Mm. But the uncut is in the $60 range. It's the higher proof, uncut, unfiltered. And a lot of people, you know, that are into the higher proof bourbons dig it. It's pretty good. Right. Yeah. But uh, you had it in my house once. So you thought it was too hot. I think most things are too hot, so. But, yeah, to get this. I, I spilled there. You That's okay. I'm going to spill on it. No, you're not going to spill on it. Okay. You'll be fine. Test. Test. Yeah, it works. <laughs> 
We're all, we're all me, official. All we need is a whistle right now. I don't like it. No, you like it. Making me wear your jewelry. <laughs> I, don't, I don't dig it at all. Jewelry? It does nothing for the shape of my head. No. I'm sorry. It just looks like a like a big, bald pumpkin. I hope everybody had a happy Halloween. Mm-hmm. Happy Halloween. This episode's coming a little late. I wish we would have done it a few weeks ago when... Bow season started, but it'd be what it'd be. We were busy and had other things to do. But anyway, onward and upward. Uh, oh, how you already said how much it was. Yeah, yeah. I'm going over my list. Oh, okay. Uh, today we're going to talk about the do's and don'ts of hunting. I haven't prepped David on any of this. He hasn't read any of this. So I'm going to talk about do's and don'ts. David's going to give me his opinion. I can talk to the don'ts. Yeah, really I, yeah we can talk to the don'ts pretty easy. So I'm not um, sure about the do's. Uh, like always, <laughs> the do's. I don't know what to do, but I know what not to do. Because I've done it. You uh, don't want to do it again. First thing is first, the trivia question from the last podcast, which to you guys is like a month ago because we've had videos come in and it's hunting season. That's just how it works. So... Um, how many years does a black bear live in the wild in the United States? I'm getting throwbacks from the, the black bear episode that I did. But That was a question? That was a question. Do you know? I, I told you the answer. Don't read the answer. Well, what's the question again? I can't read that. I don't have my glasses. <laughs> can't see that. On average, how many years does a black bear live in the wild in the United States? Well, that question seems weird because... Why? Why, is, uh, why? You say in the wild. Do they live anywhere else? I, mean, I don't. You mean like in not in zoos? not in a zoo? Okay. Yeah, not in a zoo or in like. I don't recall the answer to that. Question. Thirty years in the wild. Moach, moach, moach. Words already kicking in. Most. Seriously, they live to be thirty years old. Yeah. No. Most won't reach it. However, they can get that old in remote areas with low hunting pressure. Thirty <laughs> years old. So I guess my question is kind of, that's a big it's a bad player. question, because I said, how many years does a black bear live in the wild? That's probably, you're probably thinking average, but yeah. realistically, um, can live up to 30 years in a low hunting pressure situation where they're the apex predator. Interesting. So as old as me. There's a bear out there as old as me right now. It's probably bigger than you, though. Probably. I'd like to find him, meet him, have a conversation. And then kill him. Sit on him. When he's in rug form, not in live form. <laughs> uh, Razor's Edge event of the day. Opening day of bow season and whitetail started October 1st. We are way past that now, but opening day of hunting season starts tomorrow. Tomorrow? Yeah, that's right. What is today? November 4th? Yeah. Starts tomorrow. Rifle's I think, tomorrow? I think rifle starts tomorrow. I don't know. I'd have to look it up, but... Um, Fun fact, Texas has over 1 million registered hunters, the most of any state. A million people registered to hunt in Texas. Not all of them are archers, so you can assume that, our, assume that October 1st was busy in Texas, but even busier starting now. Good luck all the whitetail hunters, even though we're going bow hunting. So. Yeah. How many, of those, how many of those registered hunters do you think are... I'm not going to say, yeah, I'm going to say like us, like archery only. I mean, like we would shoot a rifle, but how many do you think of them? I don't have the answer to that. I just, Man, just conversation. A small figure. I'd agree with that. I'd say less than 10%. Yeah. I mean, 
they may shoot both and they may say I bow hunt and they take it out once in October and then rifle season hits right. and they're right into right. it. I got a guy, a buddy of mine right now. He's, he's mad cause his, you know, he tried to bow hunt twice and now everybody's going to be on the lease this weekend. That's a rifle hunter. So he's like, I got to take my rifle out. And I'm really, he had a really nice tin coming in and it was coming to his rifle stand, not his, bow stand he's like I, I don't want anybody else to shoot it so I'm gonna have to go kill him with a fucking rifle oh sorry language it's all good um so that's you know that's disappointing cause mm. he he shot another buck he hunts in two counties at a buddy's house and he shot a buck a nice buck really uh, two weeks ago and he's never shot a buck in each county in a year with the bow that's mm. really what he was trying to do yeah, I don't know. I'm going to say, man, I need to say that. There's probably a lot of bow hunters out there that take the bow first weekend of October and are like, man, I didn't get anything. Yeah. Pull the rifle out because they're bow hunters. Yeah. Goes right back into yeah. the case. <coughs> yeah. So, anyway. So, we're true bow hunters because we don't even take the rifle anymore. We're just like, it's either going it. happen or it's not. I probably need to dust out the inside of the barrel. That's how that's how old my gun is from shooting. I would like to do some long range shooting, like I would, on a mule deer. I can't do it with my setup. Pronghorn or not a pronghorn? Um, what are they called? They're called pronghorn. Oh yeah, that's it. Those are those are animals. Yeah. Up north. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't disagree with you there. I just don't think I could use my rifle in a long range, four or five hundred yard setup. I mean, it's a two seventy, but. Like I'd have to get a better, better scope, and yeah, really that. practice my ammunition. I'm not versed enough into the, into the gun world, in order to know what to do there. But whatever. Yeah, I got another buddy that does. Uh, Justin knows him. He does gunsmithing, and I was talking to him about. Oh, does he? Well, I know he does, Hank. but he you were yeah. talking to him about like long range stuff. Yeah, and I wanted to. I've got a 300 Weatherby, and I was thinking. You better go ahead and all right, calm down. I am not the bartender. You put it on your side. That's all I could have it as yeah. soon as I needed it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, um, but yeah, I'm gonna do a muzzle break and a trigger trigger job on mine just so that I can try to be more consistent with my shot placement. I think I jerk a little. Man, I haven't shot a rifle in. I honestly don't think I've pulled my 270 out of my gun cabinet in two plus years. Since that one? Oh, I did shoot that with a rifle. Yep. In two plus years. Yep. That one, well, you can't really see his rack. Here, look at the reflection off my Yeah. <laughs> it's a cool one because it's like half and the other one's broken off. Yeah. He was he's a, good. I shot him with, yeah, that was like two years. He was a scrapper. I think it was more than two years. Well, I mean, was I, I, I was talking about just shooting my rifle. Oh, yeah. Because I think I took the 270 down to that ranch whenever Jess and I went mm. and hunted, and I shot guns because mm. I wanted to sight in. To shoot. Yeah, and I think I shot it then. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, to actually kill something I, with it was that. And it was probably three years, three and a half maybe. Yeah, I shot – I did shoot a deer at that point as well. It was the last day, bad weather, we needed meat, right? It, had, it was a slower, slower yeah. year. I mean, there's no, there's no shame in it for sure. It just, no, there's just a. But I don't think I'd used a rifle for at least a decade before that. 
a decade mm -hmm. for for deer. Yeah, I've been hardcore on the bow, but I've had great opportunities with Volk Rod and LJ Blessings Ranch. I mean, that's where we're going next week. Next week, yeah, we'll get another podcast next week. We're gonna do another one for sure with everybody there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess the only gun I shoot anymore is a shotgun. Yeah. And half the time I'm throwing those out windows. So <laughs> they work better if you're holding them. Yeah. Correctly when you pull the trigger. Yeah. That's a story I mean, for a different day, though. Yeah, actually, I've got some video I've got to download with uh, my man here on a pheasant hunt. So hopefully, you guys will see a little pheasant reel oh. here pretty soon. I, I figured out how to do that to the PC from your iPhone. That's, and it goes a lot smooth, and it goes a lot faster. So after we're done recording, it's a game changer because yeah. I know we took the Canon on the bear hunt, and I think it was cool, but just the easeability of the phone. I mean, unless I've got a dedicated, anybody out there wants to be a dedicated videographer, editor. Looking for Bethany, where's she come, at? Come on with it, I'm, I'm about it, but it's just easier for us to, to do it with our phones because we got all the mounts and everything. Like this is on iPhone right now and it looks great. All the mounts and everything like that and it just, yeah, anyway. So we're gonna get that going. Um, Another bit of handiwork we got. We're going to have uh, new signage and intros coming out and uh, more, probably more podcasts at the beginning of the year because the hunting season is over. You're getting a lot of videos on YouTube right now and TikTok and Instagram and all that sort of stuff um, because it's hunting season. But soon it's going to be a lot of podcasts just because it's just going to be shooting season and that is what it is. So. Anyway, let's let's move into the into the meat of this. We're starting with the dues because the don'ts are going to be way more fun because we're going to have another drink yeah. in us. Seems you've written an essay over here. What is this? Hey, don't worry about my process. All right. Okay, the first do I have is make sure you have the light, right licenses and paperwork wherever you're hunting. That's a that's an easy one. Probably. That's, that's an easy idea. do, and that people overthink. Like if you're. We live in Texas, and when we went out to Arkansas, I did a bunch of research about what license we had to have. We had a camping license, if we had to have a um, a gun permit to carry a handgun, if we had to do this and that. Like, it's an easy phone call to whatever state you're hunting in to make sure you have the right paperwork. Because the last thing you want to do is go out to Arizona, string him back on the biggest mule deer that's ever been seen in mankind, smoke shown at 62 and a half yards. And then you got it in the truck and the game warden's like, oh, you didn't have this $5 license, so we're going to have to confiscate your deer. Will that happen? Probably not, as long as you got other licenses. I mean, being 100% truthful, but just make a phone call. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's anyway. sorry. Amen. Number two, deuce. Practice, 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 practice. Bow, rifle, handgun, crop. Ugh, it's cringe when I say crossbow. I just cringe when I say it. Don't be a hater. It's okay. Some people have a handicap. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about the able-bodied individuals like you and I who have crossbow. It kills me. I know, but to each their own. I'm going to be political on this. <laughs> this is not what this podcast is about. <laughs> if people don't want to listen to it because they get butthurt about me saying crossbow hunters are little sissies. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I was going to say something a lot worse. I dumbed it down then, a little bit. Then don't listen to it. I don't care. 
You know what I mean? So that's true. Practice, practice, gunner bow. You need to send arrows or rounds downrange. Um, I would love to say that sending arrows downrange is cheaper, but if you miss, it's it gets expensive cheap. quick. So um, I'm actually doing something uh, I started last week when we were practicing. We're doing my practice sessions. You know, 20, 30 arrows downrange until you start to get kind of fatigued or whatever depending on what you got going on or a long day of shooting is good to practice make sure your sights in but over the last three or four days i'll just walk out into the backyard like every two hours one arrow throw it into the quarter sized hole that i got out on the block and walk back inside do whatever i need to do sorry and then two hours later do the same thing because the reality of the situation is when you practice you got to make sure you're in tune i'm in tune with my stuff but now i'm practicing for the one shot that i'm going to get because you're not going to sit in the blind and be like, oh, man, I ran through a quiver and that doe's still standing there. Let me go pick up my arrows and go shoot her Watch again. Your kick. <laughs> <laughs> so practice, 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 practice. Story for another time. He's mad at me because we haven't practiced it together. Uh, he's been whoa, practicing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I have not. And uh, There's no – I don't care if we practice together or not. You need to practice because I don't want to be on my hands and knees next Thursday looking for a deer i don't either and i don't plan to be good all right number three on the <coughs> that one hit me hard what? number three on the dues if you're hunting on public land be respectful to other hunters in the area there's mm. plenty of land for all of us to enjoy if you live anywhere but texas because texas is terrible at public land this but the true. areas that you do have i mean you're talking 10 12 20 000 acres if David and I didn't know each other, there's no reason for us to be hunting under the same oak tree, yeah. right? Like, don't be that guy. If you're going to wake up at 8 a.m. and walk out into the woods, there's somebody that's been up in a tree since 5. I promise you that in public land. Don't be the guy that goes sits under his tree and doesn't realize he's above you. Like, if you're going to sleep in or if you're not going to do the research, then go out there and, you know, be respectful to the guys that have done the work. And even the guys that have done the work, make sure you be respectful to the guys that are sleeping in. Like, if if you sat there and didn't see anything and you want to get down and go spot and stalk, there's highly likely that there's a weekend warrior out there that just, just showed up 20 minutes ago. There's no reason for you to encroach on his hunt. He didn't okay. encroach on yours, you know? So, that's a big do for me. Well, if you do sit under that tree and you think it started raining, it's probably not raining. Yeah. It's definitely not rain. <laughs> and if you do sit under that tree and the buck walks out, make sure you pull the trigger before he does. Oh, boy. <laughs> I see two arrows coming. <sighs> Number four. Remember that one. Know your shot limitations, bow or gun. Again, if you're with a bow and you're like, man, I can shoot a whitetail at 40 yards, no problem, then shoot a whitetail at 40 yards. If that whitetail stand at 48 yards, don't pull the string. Like, you've got it. An- <laughs> Are you getting a different one? Yeah. Um, don't pull the string. It's 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 as simple as that. Like I, I there's no other way to say that. If you uh, consistently practice, like we have a buddy, J- JC. You know, you, I don't know if you guys know JC, but you'll probably see him in the video. JC, you'll, you'll see him in next week's video. Right. JC practices tried and true anything under thirty yards. This is a good one. Anything under thirty yards, smoke show. But he has two pins on his on his site, 20 and 30 yards. Does he have other pins below that? Yeah, but we haven't practiced out far the yards because he just started getting into bow hunting. 
there's a deer at 42 yards, I can promise you JC is not pulling that string back until that deer gets into about 27, 28 yards. I can I can guarantee it. So just don't do it because if you miss or make a bad shot, you're gonna feel worse than if you just waited to see if the deer was gonna come closer or tried to get closer to the deer. Agreed. It's not that hard. I mean, it, it is that hard. Uh, I say it's not that hard. You get eager. No. You get e especially if you're spotting stalking. You get super eager because you're like, man, I spent all day trying to look for this deer or elk, and he's at 77 yards, and and I can, I think I can make that shot, but I'm really only feel comfortable to 65. Am I going to take it or not? Everybody's got their own personal vendettas, right? But I don't know. Just make sure you know what you're doing. Last do that I have before we get into the fun don'ts. And it is the biggest pet peeve I have. What do I do? <laughs> the biggest pet peeve I have about any land, private, public, your own freaking backyard, the QT down the street. Respect the land and animals. If you pack it in, pack it out. I do not care if it's a biodegradable nutritional bar thing that you throw... Screw you. Screw the guy that I walk up on that I'm like, I feel like sitting here and making a ground blind and I see a Miller Lite can. How hard is it to throw the crumpled up can back in your pocket if you're not packing a backpack out? I just, I could spend 45 more minutes on this. Like, it's not yeah. hard, man. Like, just do it. Like, respect the land, respect the animals, and then we can all use it. Yep. It's easy. Yeah, I'd like to be the guy that walks out there finds this awesome spot, kills this great bug, and think, man, nobody's ever been here before. I looked into this. Yeah. Not find a bunch of fucking beer cans. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. Yeah. You go out to this great spot you find, and then there's a I mean, like we, like when we went to Arkansas, yeah. and we were walking on the path, and it's like, man, this area is beautiful. There's a waterfall right here. You can see where, you know, possible game trails would be and everything like that. And you look over, and somebody's left half their lunch and, you know, a plastic baggie out, and you're like... How long has that been here? Like 20 minutes and there's no animals or three days or now you're litter and then, and then the animal's going to... Like, I just can't stand it, man. Like, I get probably a lot more butthurt about it than most people, but it, it's... Yes, upset. To me, it's not the act of what you're doing. Is one plastic bag going to ruin the world or one beer can or one whatever? Probably not. But it's the act that you're too damn lazy to put it in your backpack. You carried it out. Yeah, you carried it full. Okay, let's take a beer can, for instance. You carried it full of liquid, heavy, out into yeah. your stand. You drank it, and then you're like, oh, empty. This is really heavy. I don't think I could carry it back out. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. That's all I got to say about that. We're going to the don'ts, or else I'm going to get way too into it. Woosaw. <laughs> <sighs> I'm woosawing. Good idea. Yeah. All right, the don'ts. Are you ready? Yeah. Don't leave the stand too early after you shoot Kyle kick. Yeah. <laughs> or don't shoot deer from your stand with a pistol after you make a shitty shot on a deer. Kyle kick. Yeah. Kyle. <sighs> Minimum what I learned from old Jim Folkrod. The only whitetail knowledge I have is from that man. All right, maybe not only, but like 95% of it. Don't leave the stand too early. Good shot placement. You've got it on video, and you're like, man, smoke showed it. 30 minutes minimum. Yep. Sit there shaking in your boots for 30 minutes. Drink your beer, crunch it up, and put it in your damn backpack, <laughs> and then go look for your deer, right? 
Gut shots, three to four hours. Oh, at least. At least, like minimum is what I'm talking about. Minimum. Yeah. If if you're not just waiting on it, then you're going to like go somewhere and then come back, right? But minimum three to four hours. Bad shots, you don't know where it hit. You didn't get it on video. You're not, you're not a video guy. Um, you don't feel good about it overnight. The only exception to the rule is if you see the animal fall. And that's only applicable in like areas not like where we're hunting yeah. South Texas. That's like, I don't know, like open cornfields of Nebraska or Wyoming to where you take a 40, a 40 yard shot on a deer or something like that. And it's a crappy shot and 300 yards away, you see it fall, not bed. It's a big difference. Mm-hmm. Fall then. Okay. So, the waiting remit rule, whatever, see the animal expire. That's a whole different ordeal, but yeah. you don't see the animal expire. That's it. You're waiting those minimums. Yep. Be a long wait. Be a long wait. Like the deer, the, the buck that David shot, Mama Jamma. Yeah. What was it? Was Did he have a name? No. Jim didn't name him? Did no. you name him? No. Come on. We got to name him. We got to give him a name. The one. The, <laughs> the one and only? Yep. It ain't going to be the only, I promise you that. Uh, that's all I need. He's gorgeous. He hangs on the wall and has dinner with me every night. <laughs> You'll see that buck in, uh, well, you guys are, just, if you if you follow the YouTube, it's in LJ Blessings Ranch 2021. You'll see the shot, David, and the whole interaction, everything like that. But I actually put a clip in it in the new intro, so you'll see that buck again. But David's smoke show placement, and I guarantee you he was just pissing down his leg for 30 minutes because he knew it was good, but he sat in the stand and then got out. Yeah, I wasn't going to mess Yeah, I mean, you just, it's too easy not to because the one time you don't is the one time you don't recover that that trophy, right? Yep. And you screwed it up. Next one, don't shoot a doe with fawns. I mean, you just don't. It's not hard. I feel like... A lot of timing has to do with that too, time of the year. Because at some point, late season, they're kicking fawns off. So if it's your like last late op- season, like what though? Like what is late season? I mean, you're getting to the end of the run. It's probably your last hunt, you know, yeah. because they're going to start kicking the fawns off. And if, if you've hunted all year and you hadn't taken home any meat, I'm not going to fault you for taking a doe. I can, I can, I can fare that. I guess I guess my point was more to, yeah, like like deer season runs till mid January here. If you're sitting January eighth and hadn't seen anything, and a doe comes out with a fawn, that fawn is just being way too attached. Should yeah. be gone, long gone by it's then. Probably not nursing. That doe might even be pregnant again. Honestly, sometimes that's that, that yeah. might be a, a stretch. But I'm talking about like third week in October, you got the bow out. I'm not shooting yeah. a doe with fawns. No, I wouldn't either. So. I wouldn't either. This one is going to cause some controversy. Don't shoot immature bucks. Now, the controversy lies, where are we hunting? Right. We're hunting a place like Jim Folkrods. You don't shoot. You don't shoot immature bucks because that buck's going nowhere. And that's that's the big thing between high fence and low fence and public and private. So... I don't know. I don't know if you agree with me, but you can give me your opinion in a second. I think if you're hunting 
High fence, private land. That deer is not going anywhere. And the only predation that it has is natural or you with a weapon. Mm -hmm. You let that deer walk until you feel or know it's reached a peak. Four and a half, five and a half, six and a half years old. Somewhere in there. Depending on the genetics of your land. If you're, if you're, if you're into that sort of thing. If you're hunting private low fence... I'm going to say, see, see, I'm a little torn here. Private low fence. A, you're on private, but B, you're also low fence, so those animals yeah. can go anywhere. If you're on private low fence of like 20 acres, I'm probably saying screw the immature bucks. Because 20 acres is not a lot. That deer is traveling. Yeah. But if you're on private low fence, like I used to hunt in college, of 1,700 acres, Depending on the stand you're sitting at, like if I was sitting at one of those stands that was on a on a road by the low fence and I kept seeing that deer, I'd be a little weary yeah. of that deer jumping low fence. But if I'm in the middle of the property and that deer keeps coming to the camera, it's 1,700 acres. He's not going. He's you know, he got his realm, right? Yeah. So that's going to depend on location. Public land, I'm throwing it way out the window. It's a ridiculous dome, in my opinion. If it's a legal buck, I'm shooting it. Yeah. Agree? Disagree? Yeah, I mean, I think the only thing that plays into it, too, that is in consideration is, you know, what does this buck look like? You know, maybe two and a half, but, I mean, it may be trash. It may be something you don't want. But wait, where are we? That's what I'm saying. I mean, I don't think that in that instance any where we are applies. I mean, if you see a, if you see a two and a half year or three and a half year old fork come out. Why are you going to keep him around? But is it is it illegal? Well, it depends on the county. Right, some, right. But some I'm... counties have stipulations. Got to be thirteen inch spread and wider things yeah. like that. But I mean, but that's my argument. That deer walks out, a little forky, mm -hmm. both sides. Would never shoot it on any sort of good hunting ranch. But I've sat in this tree on public land. For two years, and that's the only buck I've seen. I'm shooting that deer. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I would. Sh I think. I think. When I say there's a lot to it, it means it's like most likely I would shoot the deer. Yeah. You know, the only instances where I'm not shooting a deer are a managed property that has really good genetics. You know, maybe he's a basket buck right now, at two and a half, and you know he's going to grow. Or, you know, he just not to that caliber that the landowner wanted to take. I mean, you, you're you not going to shoot that deer. Yeah. Um, but I saw a podcast about how we're hurting our population by not taking these younger deer. Because then we're going to gap out. The guys, the argument is, is you're only taking old mature deer, right? Okay. And so what's going to happen is, is that it's going to gap out of having shooter bucks until those deer age for three or four years, depending on the size of the property. Yeah. Obviously. Um, so you're talking specifically about public power, excuse me, private land though. Yeah. yeah like if you had private you land. Control. But I, I guess my argument to that would be if you've got a, a private lot of land that you're hunting 
and you're waiting around for that up I'm taking LJ Blessings out of the mix. Yeah. Like just a private lot of land where you've got three or four deer stands and 100 acres, and you're just Joe blowing it with some friends, right? You know, you're on a lease or whatever. It's just higher, though. I don't think it matters in my in my example. Okay. But we'll say high just for to keep all the all things out controlled. Of it. All things controlled. Okay. I'm gonna sit there and not take a three and a half, four and a half year old buck that's not fully mature and wait on a five and a half, six year old buck because I know that deer's not going anywhere. But to the argument that you were just talking about, if we don't shoot the youngers, then we have a gap. My argument would be this year, 2022, if I'm sitting in a stand, I shoot a five and a half year old deer and pass on a four and a half year old deer. Well, guess what, Bubba? Next year in November, that deer is going to be five and a half that I passed and there's going to be one behind him. So I don't know that I... I think, too, it probably depends on the size of the place and the amount of hunters that are hunting it, you know. For sure. How many people are trying to look for that trophy that year. For sure. I mean, 100, 100 acres in your scenario, I mean, that's two hunters tops. Tops. Taking trophies. Tops. And that's probably after sitting it out a couple of years, letting yeah, them for sure. trophies. for sure. I agree with you. I agree with you. But, I mean, you know, I'm a breaker of my own rule, though, because, like, ghosts downstairs... My shoulder-mounted buck, he was four and a half, my best guess, you know, four and a half years old, but been hunting that property for three years in a row, and that, that deer never showed up on camera. That's why he called him Ghost, mm-hmm. and he showed up randomly when I was sitting there, so I shot him because he was never around, and he was mature and ready to go, mm-hmm. but I'd love to let that buck go another couple of years, maybe, but... I've never seen him before, so right. he may just been passing through. Most likely. And he, unfortunately, passed through right in front of my bullet. He passed, passed. Pa- he passed, passed. So, I don't know. There's a lot of there's a lot of controversy it's, there. Uh, yeah, about there's a lot immature. of variables and in-the-moment type of situations, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know. I get a larceny. Yeah. Mr. Weeded over here. Yeah. Is this a weeded? Yeah, it's weeded. No. Yeah. No. Yes. Show me on here where it says weeded. Son of a bitch, weeded burger. <laughs> I think that's why I think he really likes weeds. I do, man. I I got no problem with that. I like the weeded. I like the um. I like the redemption weeded. Mm-hmm. Um. I have another weeded. Could have swore I had another weeded. Weller. See, I'm not. I, I don't like the weather as much, honestly. Um, there's another one, man. Have you made the... We're totally switching gears. We're not talking about don'ts anymore for just a second. Um, don't get sidetracked. Yeah, don't get sidetracked. Focus on what you're doing. We're piss poor example. No, I haven't made any 50 or 64 yet. Well, that one's almost gone. We should finish that, and then I can do it. Okay. I got it. You got enough? No. Is that... No. That's what we're mixing, right? No. Yeah, this one, 870 and 910. No. Or is it 20? It's, it's the 20 and the 10. No, it's not 20 and 10. It's yeah, it is, because remember, everybody calls it 1915. That's what everybody calls it. Well, that, the, the, eight, the old Forester 1870 and the old Forester 1910 is what's in that. No, it's not. It was 20 and 10, I promise you. If you followed my instructions correctly. I probably was, didn't, because I like the 1870. Well, then you done fucked up. <laughs> All right, back to the don'ts. Back to the don'ts. 
Don't fuck up my instructions when I'm telling you what to mix. It's good, though. Whatever he mixed, now that we don't know, we probably will never do it again, but... Best bourbon you ever had. Never have it again. They, yeah. So we... Side, sidebar. We, I told him... 50-50, Old Forester, and it's supposed to be very similar to their birthday bourbon. He mixed it. Now he's not 100% sure what he mixed. I think it was the 20, because there's not a 20 over here. And... I drank a lot of the 20, but I wouldn't have drank the whole bottle. I don't well, like I, mean, the, I, would, I, I didn't, I didn't like, like the 20. It's too much. hot for it's you. It's too hot. I'm a little I'm a little ninny when it comes to that. All right, move on. Duh, this one seems pretty obvious, but don't hide things or lie to game wardens or landowners. No. If you make a mistake or do something you shouldn't have done in the woods while hunting, be a man or woman. I'm okay with that. And own up to it. Most oh, of the time, shit. the game warden can tell if you're being a little shit. And the situation can be a lot better if you just be like, dude, yes, I screwed up. This is what happened. So this what happened was. Yeah, you know, especially landowners. Landowners get pissy when you start screwing around with their stuff. Gabe Morton get even pissier because they can do something about it. Yep. Just tell the truth. Like, they're going to find out anyway. So just, I mean, this is going back to... I mean, even Good Samaritan and like daily life with police officers, right? But for sure. But definitely with game wardens. Don't yeah, don't run from. I mean, what, yeah. What's the point? Um, unless, yeah, so, unless you have to. Well, I mean, <laughs> I guess there's a time and a place for everything. But uh, any younger life. Yeah. Much younger. Much younger. <laughs> so, one year. This was many moons ago. Just so you know, I mean, I've been hunting at folk rods for like two decades. So, yeah, great. I'm old, right? Um, but this was... You could be my dad. <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, I was saying um, I was rifle hunting. This was before I was bow, bow Are you hunter. you going to tell the story? Hmm? I'm going to tell a little story. I know, but you're going you're gonna to tell the story about rifle hunting and shooting two deer. No, I didn't shoot to do. But you thought. I thought. <laughs> so, it's a good story. Spoiler alert I'm sitting here shooting. Hey, I'm on a mean hunt, so I've got my eye on this doe, and it is just crowded with bucks, right? And, you know, I'm up here in the stand, but. Can, can I pause you? Yeah. For the viewers that haven't seen any of our LJ Blessing stuff, that, that ranch is like. If a buck walks out, you're either not shooting it because it's too young because his breed program is ridiculous, mm -hmm. or you're shooting it and it's going to cost you $23,000. Like, it's, yes, he's got other ones like seven, but if you're going to go there, you're going to buy once, cry once. My whole mantra, right? So, if you can afford to do that, I yeah, if you can, if you can that. afford to do that, you're going to, you're going to do that, right? So, mm -hmm. when he says buck, I'm not talking about like what you see behind me. You know, mm -mm. little 110, no big deal bucks. I'm talking like civic, <laughs> civic price point bucks. Okay. Now you can continue. Yeah. We're, yeah. I mean, he sells anywhere from a Ford Escort to a Mercedes. You just got to decide what you want to buy. Bingo. Um, but I'm looking at all these bucks and this freaking doe is just doing this, coming down the Sendero to the bottom where the Peter is and then working her way back up. And it's full. 100% full of deer. 
and she finally gives me an opportunity and I shoot her and she falls and behind her, I see two bucks go down. And I am, Again, bucks. We're talking, okay, I guess my kid's are not going to college, right? <laughs> That's what I'm thinking right now. And luckily, they just ran into each other, fell over, got up and ran off. And I was, oh, dude, I have never just went away from Justin's sit and wait <laughs> rule. Okay, I come sitting weights out the window with a rifle when that happens. I came flying out of that sand, sprinted right past that doe to where those bucks <laughs> fell, and I started looking for blood going, oh my God, is my life over? <laughs> <laughs> I got so lucky. Oh my goodness. I got so lucky. Yeah, that scared the shit out of me. <laughs> it was a funny story we laughed said, about oh that night. oh my night. God, is my life over? <laughs> Oh, any more? Next don't. Was that the last one? That's the last, like, I, you know, I was being kind of five and five with it, trying to keep it short and sweet, but what do you got? What do you got to do? Again, I was putting you on prepped. the spot. I was you know? not prepped. I'm putting you on the spot. Next time I'll send you the, send you the notes. Okay. I've got a don't. And, um, somebody watches this later, please. What? It's okay. But I am breaking my cardinal rule this weekend or next weekend. Don't bring someone hunting you've never hunted or anybody's hunted with that could vouch for them. We do have one new gentleman joining our uh, trip this week. Excited to have him. I can't wait to meet him. Yeah. Well, I've hunted with one of them. I've hunted with B-more. Really? Yeah. I don't think I've ever hunted with B-more. Yeah. Uh, Play golf with me more. Duck hunt. We did duck hunt. It was a good hunt. Hmm. And the motherfucker I mean, has the craziest socks. He's he's an interesting character. I mean, he's, I like him. He's very entertaining. I like him. Um, but we have another gentleman coming, and he's hunting with be more, I believe. So, um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna go with it. Um, but if you invite somebody into the group, you need to really have somebody established that can really kind of vouch for them especially when you're in a situation like i am in because i set this hump hunt up every year with this outfitter and you know it's this is kind of my my name on the line with this thing mm -hmm. so i gotta mm -hmm. i gotta be very careful um so. you know we all got that one guy that like every time you know you get a group of group of buddies that goes out to go hunting and we're like hey i found this outfitter let's do this and you got a point man dave is the point man for lj blessings and so every time that Somebody walks onto that property. It's David's ass on the line. So, yeah, Nate he drinks Robinson. a lot. I don't, I don't know who that is. There's a reason he's not invited back. Button buck. Are we gonna get a story out of? So, <laughs> a good friend hadn't done a lot of hunting. Apparently not. <laughs> he is. Uh, he lives in Austin. He did some hunting up north where he's from and had never seen big deer like this, right? And um, we, we had a spot we wanted to fill one year. And I said, hey, you know, he's very um, holistic and very nature-y. So, like, the idea of deer meat was very pleasant to him because sure. it's not processed yeah, yeah. and all that stuff. And so he's like, yeah, I'd like to go. He's like, uh, you know, I 
got a shotgun. I'm like, okay. I said, well, you can borrow my rifle. So I'm not going to use it. So I'm a bow hunter. You know, slugging it? No. I, slugging I it from a bow blind? I, I told him to bring it. And you could. Uh, I told him to bring it, but I figured we'd be better off if he's looking through a binocular and oh, a scope sure. For sure. to see what he's shooting at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the first doe shot, ran 20 yards, perfect. The next doe he shot was not a doe. It was a button buck. And to Jim, that's a 200 inch deer at least. So mm. I'm walking up to this mm. deer. He's all excited. I got another doe. We pick him up that evening. We're walking up and mind you, it's not, I mean, it's after shooting light. It's not dark enough to need a flashlight, but it's dark enough to see what you're looking at. And I stopped in my tracks 30 yards from this deer and went, motherfucker. <laughs> and he goes, what? And Phelous goes, what? And he keeps walking. Mike Phelous, you may see him too. In the, he's a rifle hunter. He's the guy in the intro that says, oh, dude. Oh, dude. Yeah. He went and sat with I'm going to get him to sit with me again or sit with you or something because yeah. I, I honestly think he I'm has time to convert. I'm trying to convert him too. He's a damn good rifle hunter. He's got a good shot, but he needs to get a bow. And he'll have so much more fun. So much more fun. Anyways. He so much more fun sitting with me, yeah. shooting that little doe yeah. in 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, anyway. He, you know, Mike turns and looks at me. He's like, what? And he walks another, you know, five feet and goes, oh, shit. So, yeah. Nasty Nate did. Robinson did not pay. Nasty very, Nate. Yeah. There's a story there we don't have time for. No, we're not talking about that one. <laughs> but he, uh, yeah, he got in trouble. Which means I got in trouble. But it's been good the last few years, knock on wood. This is a 1792 barrel. They seen didn't it. know. They seen it. But they hadn't seen it. They didn't go see it. Yeah, it's a, oh, I, I oh, got look to, what you did. I can fix that microphone. See all these technology things. I don't, I don't do well with that. You're doing great. This just makes it better. It just makes you feel legit. Too legit to quit. Hey, Too hey. legit to quit. See, what I, else? I like this one. That's okay. Now, I guarantee if I put this next to Evil Rare, you can't taste the difference. Bull fucking shit. You can't taste the difference. Now, you'll notice it's a younger bourbon, but the flavors are identical. Identical. He doesn't know me. What other don'ts or do's? You got anything else you want to recap before I go into closing thoughts? Don't tell your buddy you're coming over to grab some gear and expect a <laughs> decent time. He's upset because he has to hang out with me and drink free I'm, bourbon and do a podcast. God forbid. I'm not upset. I'm happy to be here. Looks like it. I am. But I do have a date tonight with my daughter. We're That's watching awesome. Enola Holmes Part 2. What is that? So it's a... I don't think it's a Netflix original. My daughter's not. No. Sorry. My daughter's 10. And the big double ditch. Don't screw that yeah, up. I know. And... Uh, she uh, she saw this movie last year. She's like, "Hey, do you want to watch this with me?" I'm like, "Sure." And it's uh, it's kind of a girl power movie kind of thing, you know. Okay. And uh, Enola Holmes 
is Sherlock Holmes' younger sister. Oh, okay, I get it now. See, I'm thinking Holmes, like, yeah. proof. No. You know? And uh, it, it's cute. It's a cute movie. Um, this is part two. This is part two. Aired today. So we're going to... We watched Anola Holmes again for, like, the fourth time last night to prepare for tonight. That's cool, man. Yep. I'm excited for those moments with my daughter. It is fun. Mm. All right. We're going to close it, re-recap it up. It's been almost an hour, so we got a little bit more. Oh, this will only take 35, 40 minutes. We got talking. Oh, okay. That's what a podcast is about. Chit-chatting. So, at what point do you think they stopped listening? <laughs> about minute four. Okay. So, this is just us Just to chatting. make sure. Yeah, us chatting. This is for our entertainment. Uh, So, we, we what was it? Smoke Wagon. What was yeah. it? How much? Uh, it should be around 35, 40 bucks in your market. Retail. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say buy it. And I realized that we didn't give it a rating. Oh. So, I mean, Eagle Rare is a 10.0. Yeah. That's that's our deal. Yeah. Or that's my deal, at least, as a 10.0. No question. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Smoke I mean, Wagon, hot-wise, nicks it a couple points. But if you're not a bitch, like, like I am, um, flavor is good. I'm going to give it a six and a half. Yeah, I mean, it's... 100 proof versus 90, and that's why you feel yeah. that way. And you might rate it higher, or you might oh, agree yeah, with I, me. I'd give it a solid 8. Solid, see, that's what I, was, I, I would take the point and a half on hotness. I'm more of a 85 proof kind of guy. Crossbow hunter. <laughs> Sissy. All it's the okay. Things, all the things I've done, I get that shit. The deuce and the don't, right? <laughs> don't hunt with a crossbow. That's the last don't I have for you. Uh, unless you're physically impaired. Uh, My dad bought a crossbow. He's never used it, though. He can't pull it back. He needs a crank. Get him a crank. Let's go. Uh, yeah. He's got other ailments he needs to fix first. It's fair. It's fair. Um, there are a lot more things you should and shouldn't do in the woods than the five things that we covered for both things. Just don't do them or do them. Makes a lot of sense, right? Sure. Yep. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. What else Hand we got? Hand me that bottle. I can wait it. Comment below if you have any other do's and don'ts that I completely skipped over and you want to talk about because I'll talk about them and whether I agree with them or don't agree with them. And quite frankly... I don't really care what you think about my opinion. I told well, somebody on TikTok that today. Why are you sharing it then? What do you mean? I mean, that's not a bad bourbon, but not a whole lot of depth to the flavor. Um, if you don't care what they think, why are, why are you so inclined to share? Uh, I like to share because of the people that want to know things or want the knowledge about things um, that either agree or don't agree with me can have those things. Do I care that you don't agree with me? No, but at least I put it out there for what I like. Yeah. And maybe it helps somebody down the road, right? I don't really give a shit what people think that I put out. It's for those people that want to watch and listen mm -hmm. and learn or have disagreements with me or have agreements with me like, oh man, I didn't think about that trying to grow a community of hunters and outdoorsmen like my like me and, and, and yourself that just want to be outside want to hunt 
Who's yeah. going to sit there and be toxic about it and tell me everything that I'm doing wrong because you're God Almighty? I don't give a shit. I'm yes. going to continue to put my stuff out there. You know, yeah. that's my deal. It's a good reason. So that's, a, that's the reason. Yeah. It's a good reason. So anyway, I'm off my soapbox. Last thing I want to talk about. Don't shoot see, the shoulder, dumbass. I like it. He's on my side. Um, did you see the walleye thing? It was, a, it was a few weeks ago. Where the, where the, they were in a walleye tournament, and the dudes were like loading the stomachs with weights to get. Oh yeah, see that I shit? saw that. I didn't know what fish it was, but yeah, he got busted. Yeah, I mean, it was a whole outdoors ordeal. Oh, God, why? Oh, I don't know. Why? It's on my thing to like just just talk about it briefly because mm. because I really want to know why. Like, I I want to know what. Well, the, I mean, I get they're in a tournament to win money, but I mean, cash prize, but still. On, dude. You don't think they're going to figure it out? Yeah. You're walking up there with an 18, 20-pound walleye? Yeah. And maybe that's normal. I don't know anything about walleye fishing. I'm Apparently not at the length of the walleye was. I, <laughs> an 8-inch eight, an walleye. Oh, <laughs> easy. I'm really not giving myself a whole lot. That's what she thinks. <laughs> You're such a douche. An 8-inch walleye weighing 20 pounds. You know, I, I, again, I don't know anything about walleye fishing, so please correct me, but I don't know. Yeah, that dude was not smart. That was crazy. That was crazy. All right, I'm going to wrap it up. Peace out. I mean, we're not done yet. Oh. I have my question for next week. <laughs> my question for next week, when sighting in a bow, how do, you, how do you adjust your sight in order to line up your pins for where the arrows are landing? Oh, I know this one. He knows the answer. Do you guys know the answer? Let me know in the comments below. Thank you for listening to another episode of Knocked Up After the Shout. Remember to like and subscribe. Go follow the Instagram. Go follow the TikTok. It's blowing up. You guys are doing great. Um, if you get the trivia question correct, I don't know. Maybe I'll send you a hat or something. But I haven't had anybody comment the answers yet, which is kind of depressing. So I need somebody to comment other than David because he knows the answer. And he already had Shut up. He already, <laughs> need, he already has a hat. Um, what you get? Did you get the answer correctly? For the first one to get the answer correctly, I'll send you a hat. Maybe first one. Okay, I was gonna say let's maybe limit this because how many hats do we have? Yeah, first first person to run down in the comments um, uh, gets gets a hat. But we appreciate it. Thank you for watching. Go like that stuff. TikTok, we're blowing it out all the time. Um, Instagram, we're blowing it all the time. YouTube, uh, we're kind of we're kind of rolling with it. So subs are awesome. But um, thank you for following everything and sticking with us. And uh, remember, be still and don't suck. Right.